You are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, October 12th. It is officially the spooky season, as they say. Halloween isn't as well known for a high-end feasting as other holidays, But nevertheless, we've spent a time in the current podcast test kitchen, and we have a few suggestions. For your main course, we suggest goulash, naturally. It's a bit unorthodox, but you can spice it up with some ghost peppers. Looking for an hors d'oeuvre? How about a plate of Munster cheese? For dessert, devil's food cake. Wash it all down with a cocktail. The corpse reviver. That's two parts cognac one part calvados, and one part vermouth. It won't be long before you're gobbling up this culinary delight. Bon appetit, dear listener. Bon appetit. But on to more serious matters. Did you know IT Services has its own Toastmasters club called Geek Masters? The club is having an open house on October 27th at high noon. They'll be temporarily rebranding as Spookmasters, so feel free to wear your costume and be treated to some spine-tingling tales. Toastmasters is all about providing a welcoming environment to practice your public speaking. If you want more information, contact VP of Membership Ronnie Zenon. But speaking of Toastmasters, today's interviewer, Paul Kruger, is a tried-and-true toasty. So, let's see how he does in this interview with Francisco Mejia. Hey everybody, it's Paul Kruger here from the Project Management Office, and I'm here with Francisco. Now go ahead and tell us how to pronounce your last name so that people don't mess it up. Mejia. Mejia, okay. Yeah. I completely would have messed that up. (laughs) So hopefully now, uh... okay, cool. So where are you from, sir? So, are we talking ge- geographically? Are we talking background? What are we talking well, about? Yeah, a little bit of both. Like kind of, you know, who who is this Francisco guy? How do we how do we get to know this person? Yeah, okay. Well, let's let's start with I'm from San Diego. I was born in San Diego, lived here for some time, then I actually moved across the border to Tijuana and lived there for about 9 years before coming back. So, this Francisco guy, a little bit from <laughs> You know, both San Diego and Tijuana, a lot of uh, influence, definitely growing up there. Nice. Um, still have some family there, still go visit. But, you know, since elementary, pretty much I've been here in San Diego and and just never really moved out. You know, why would you? Exactly. The weather's <laughs> perfect, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and just, I feel like the the city, you know, like the culture in the city and stuff like that, it's just a little bit you know, more relaxed than other places I've been to and I've had had the opportunity to travel to where, you know, things are just a little bit more busy. I feel yeah. like here, you know, it's a little bit more relaxed. It's nice. Yeah. People are on San Diego time. <laughs> exactly. I feel like I, I got too used to San Diego time. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, how did you end up getting a job here at ITS or UC San Diego for that matter? So that that's a great question. And it's a interesting story, but um, I was a student That's what here. we're here for. We're here for interesting stories, right? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's see if it's uh, interesting enough. Well, okay. I was I was here a student. Cool. All right. I was a student, or I did human computer interaction design. Mm-hmm. So that was my my major. It's a cognitive science 
uh, branch, right? So that was my major. I was here for, I think, like four years and an extra quarter or something like that. It, it was a while, right? But on my second, going into my third year, I got a job as a student under the research administration training program. So that first job I had, uh, or that first position was mostly to do with designing training content, right? Mm -hmm. So designing training content and assisting the team to actually set up a training program that wasn't there before, right? So it, it pretty much included some graphic design, you know, just little things here and there that obviously a student on a limited time could do, right? Yeah. So I did that for a while. And then our department or our, I guess, branch of, of our, our sub-department got merged into OCGA, right? Mm. So we became part of OCGA. And when we did that... And for um, people that don't know what OCGA is. Office of Contracts and Grant Administration. Yep. So basically the hub for research administrators, right? That's where that's who research administrators talk to and work with. So when all of that happened, my current supervisor at the time and uh, a podcast guest in in pre- the previous podcast, Nicole Joyce. Ooh. She became a change lead for quality research, right? For the oh, okay. new ESR system that came in, right? And when she did that, there was also uh, an opportunity for a change practitioner, right? I had been working with Nicole for you know two three years at that point, so she suggested that I apply for that position and and see how how that goes, and I did. And I got the position nice. and then that's how I became actually staff. So that was after I graduated. Right. So okay. at that point I became staff and I became part of the OCGA team. And I was part of a change practitioner for that quality research project. Part of our work was to pretty much figure out some training strategies, right? How are we going to train our new user base on this new system? And from that work, stem the conversation about using something like a digital adoption platform, in this case, WalkMe, which is what I currently do now, right? Yeah. Um, So at that point, still part of OCGA, um, I had to come up with basically a business analysis, right, on the advantages of using a tool like that for our training needs. And as I did that, you know, there was buy-in from the governance of ESR. ESR governance decided to follow that route of WalkMe. And since I had a background of user experience, user interface, I was helping with developing training already. It kind of just fell on my lap, right? I, I was responsible to implement this tool for training needs for quality research. That went well, right? And ESR then decided to expand that tool for all of the other ESR systems. So mm-hmm. Oracle, SAP Concur, all the other projects, right? And yeah. at that point, that's when there was an opportunity that came from the ITS side. Now at this point, uh, leading the WalkMe service ownership. And that's how I ended up in ITS. Nice. <laughs> no, that that actually definitely was, uh, you know, some people will be like, oh, I ended up at ITS because uh, I saw a job opening and I applied. And I'm like, okay, cool. How are we going to fill up a podcast with that? But no. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that's good. No, so is yeah. It, it's a, is it your fault? There's actually a path. Yeah. Exactly. You, you literally had a path, right? Did you actually walk up the snake path to get here? Um, uh, you know, walked through it, there many times. <laughs> is it your fault that walk me is on all my stuff on my computer now? Yes. So yes. I am responsible for everyone's uh, annoyance with walking, <laughs> right? That's my job. And uh, 
I think I'm doing really well. And right? you're proud of because it. Because <laughs> I'm proud of it. Yeah. Honestly, you know, if we take a step back about and think about what Walk Me really is, you know, it's it's a way to create enhancements on applications that we don't have control over, right? Exactly. So Oracle, Concur, I mean, sure, we can configure some things, right? But we can't change the way it looks, the way it behaves, the, the, well, the way it interacts with people. Like, we can't change that. So what we try to do with WalkMe and, and when we create a partnership with these business owners, right? So, you know, the people responsible for Oracle, the people responsible for Concur, for Quali, when we make these partnerships, what we try to do is really dive into, hey, how can we make it just easier to interact with the system? WalkMe came in as a training tool. But it really isn't just a training tool. It's it's much more than just training. It's it's more about interaction. And I feel like that's why I kind of a champion walk me a lot because user experience, user interface being my background, I just realized that, you know, this is a way to enhance the user experience and users here at the university. And I think that honestly, some of these systems can just be very complex. So let's mm -hmm. let's reduce that complexity. Yeah. And of course, there's like, there's a lot of options that people don't even realize that exist. And, you know, if, if WalkMe didn't show them how to use it. <laughs> right. No, yeah, th there is. And there's also other systems where we don't want the user to actually spend that much time in, for example, EcoTime, right? Yeah. I don't know Nobody wants you... to spend time in EcoTime. Sorry. <laughs> right. Sorry, <laughs> whoever's listening to this and like, yeah. hey, wait a minute, that was my project. <laughs> this is not a diss at EcoTime. It has nothing nah, to do I'm with EcoTime kidding. itself. But the interface is it's outdated, right? And yeah. I'm sure we can all agree on that. So what we've done with WalkMe is, you know, as soon as you log in on that home screen, you have that update, update timesheet button right at the top. That's a WalkMe element, right? Yeah. And we have data on how basically that's our most interactive with element in WalkMe period across mm -hmm. all of our systems because people just want to go in there, click that button and get out of there, yeah. right? <laughs> so that's kind of what we're trying to do with WalkMe, just offer the the fastest way to do your process so that you can move on and do the rest of your work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why spend a whole bunch of time doing things that you don't need to do? Definitely. You Definitely. need to put walk me into ITS pro, <laughs> you know, uh, as someone who uses ITS pro a lot, I can see where there can be some room for improvement, right? Uh, especially with some of the walk me features <laughs> yeah but you know we we have to get buy-in from the business owners right we have to create that partnership you know i i wish i could just go in there and make anything i want right but that's not how it works unfortunately i, I mean i could help you with that <laughs> if you want and we just like go in and just tear up the whole system <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i feel like a lot of people would appreciate that uh, well okay <laughs> <laughs> though i agree i'm not supposed to agree <laughs> Definitely. All right. So what's this Francisco guy doing on the, uh, on the weekends or when he's not at work? You know, honestly, it, it's working from home, right? And, yeah. and working from home just changed basically this Francisco guy, right? And hobbies <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. Because now what I try to do is, is get out of the house, right? Like, yeah. you know, before the pandemic right before having to that's right. why i'm at the office because it's just you know i can't be at home <laughs> right yeah so let's let's try and get out so i really enjoy soccer you know really looking forward to to the world cup uh, watching or playing uh watching a lot playing i i love playing too but yeah you know it's just 
hard to get friends to all agree to meet up, you know, but <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, yeah friends, you know, not cardio, friends. <laughs> right. Yeah, let's let's stick with the friends part. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> I can kick a ball. That's fine. But, yeah. you know, um, the friends is the issue here. No, but definitely watching soccer. Okay. I spent a lot of time watching soccer. Going back to this whole San Diego and, and Tijuana, you know, persona, mm -hmm. um, I follow a lot of soccer from Mexico okay. and there's a lot of actual games that happen in Tijuana. So professional soccer teams that go play in Tijuana. So I go during the season, I go maybe every other week wow. to go watch a game. And those are usually on the weekend. So okay. Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday. Right. So that definitely a big hobby of mine, just soccer, right? All nice. everything soccer. Okay. Even soccer video games, right? Everything. <laughs> Are you serious? Soccer video games? <laughs> yeah, you gotta buy FIFA every year, man. Okay. Like it's, well, it's know. true. I used to be that way with Madden. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know exactly what I mean, right? So, yeah, honestly, soccer, I would say, is is my major thing. And and going back to the video games, I love playing video games. You know, that's kind of a uh, been a staple since I was younger, I and mean, it's just kind of safe. So. What system are you on for video games? So mostly PC, but okay. everything I'm just that's saying like, console. Well, PlayStation Five only okay. like exclusives, right? Okay, good, like, good. You, you need to play the exclusives there. <laughs> you were an but Xbox person. I would just end the interview right now. Oh uh, no! Nah. I'm just no, kidding. I, you know, I've never been, never been. All my friends were back, uh, you know, a couple of generations ago when it was more popular to be on the Xbox, and I was just alone on my on my own, <laughs> you know. Uh, nobody wants to play with me on my ps3 exactly yeah and I, honestly i understand why but <laughs> the control no, i mean let's be real the controllers are better definitely yeah but i feel like now we're we're at the same level right playstation yeah. 5 and xbox is kind of the same thing what was the first console you ever got the first console it had to be super nintendo really yeah. okay yeah definitely no we my my parents you know, and this this is interesting. And back in the day, <laughs> when games were obviously a little bit more uh, simple, yeah, my parents loved to game with my sister and, and and me. You know, we all played together, Super Mario Brothers, all those classics, right? Yeah. So they were very encouraging since then to like, oh, let's let's get you, uh, you know, whatever is out there right now. And at at that point, I think it was the Super Nintendo, and I know that. Um, I feel like that also kind of inspired me to follow this kind of tech oh, path, okay. right? Because just video games, computers, graphics. Yeah. Oh, this looks cool. This does not look cool. But, you know, <laughs> this could to, look better. I could figure yeah, out how this to make could this look better. better. <laughs> yeah, this could work better. Yeah. You know? So all of that, I think, always always just kind of influenced me, and 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 that's how I ended up here. Awesome. And we've come back full circle. <laughs> We are back right. talking about ITS. <laughs> work. Always talking about work. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what we do nowadays. Uh, so, Definitely. well, speaking of work, I have to get back to it. So thank you very much for spending some time with me and, uh, you know, talking to us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and yeah, what you're thank into. You. Thank so, you for the uh, opportunity. Yeah. And uh, are there any parting words you would like to leave with the loyal listeners of the podcast? Make sure that you're using WalkMe. There you go. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Francisco. <laughs> Thank you. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know 
that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.